Blog Talk Radio. Cracking natties. Cracking natties. Cracking natties. F it. Let's crack some natties. on time. <laughs> Oops, a daisy. Well, good though. All right, welcome. Uh, special, really, really special Friday night, 10 p.m. edition of Crackin' Natties. My brain started churning earlier today. I knew what was happening this weekend. I'm out of town this weekend, and I know there's not going to be any time to do a show tomorrow or Sunday, so I figured, why the fuck, you know, why not just, why not rip one out on a Friday night here in Council Bluffs, all right, we've got a long way to go still with this bracket, so why not just do one, Friday night special, finally I can hit the guys again, hit them hard like I like to, Friday, you know, I'm not cracking my first one. So, we're going to jump right into it. There's there's no introductions that need to be made. We know what we're doing here. We're counting down. It's badassery. We've got to, from the 16 seeds, I think we've gotten down through the sevens. We're on. No, we've gotten through the sixes. We've got one more left of the sixes. I prefaced it on last week's show. We are in week three of badassery. Wow. I think it caught everybody off surprise, that If you're not listening live, oh, my God, that's okay. All right? Do you need a rundown? Do you really need a rundown of what we've gone through so far? We can do it real quick. It's not going to take that long. 16 seeds, badassery, Craig Stadler, Wendell Clark, Unsport, 15s, Sailor Tattoos, The Skyhook, Garfield, Joe Diffie. 14th, Log at You, Billy Bob Thornton, 30 Rack of Beer, Free Beer and Wine at a Wedding, 13th, Carton of Cigarettes, The 95 Detroit Wet Red Wings, Conway Tweet, Yard of Beef, 12th, Randy Travis, Spuds McKenzie, Swiss Army Knife, Cortisone Shot, 11th, Yo, Semity Sam, Tax Evasions, Wooden Rocking Chair, Shooter, Rod Beck, 10th, Mike Tyson's Punch Out, The Oakland, Coliseum, Lou Ferrigno, and obviously the band Alabama. Nine seeds, the 2001 Miami Hurricanes, the Opossum George Jones, proud to be an American by Lee Greenwood, the 94 Huskers. Eight, bourbon, a glass of bourbon, Sylvester Stallone, bull riders, bull riders, all named Cody, by the way. And the 1995 New York Knickerbockers. 7C. And the 91As. I think we hit them pretty hard, all right? They're 7 seeds. It's the 91As. They won it in 89, went back and got swept in 90, 
came back in 91 like a bunch of hardcore thug criminals and didn't make the playoffs, which is what I love so much. You know the guys. You know who's on the team. I'm not going to get into it. You know they had Ricky, the Bash Brothers, Harold Baines, running his own daycare on first base. You know, God damn it, I can't say enough about those guys. And the final seven seed we didn't get to, and I don't, oh, we got to him, but I don't think we hit him hard enough, was Harry Carey. All right, now, did we not take enough time to talk about Harry Carey, the voice of the Chicago Cubs? And, yeah, you forgot he was with the Cardinals way before your time, but with the, Car- with the Chicago Cubs. This guy was completely out of control. And there's also a guy that we failed to mention that was pretty much, you want to talk about babysitters. You ever heard of a guy named, by the name of Steve Stone, the color man for the Cubs, while Harry would go on his rampages and his rants? And then there's a guy in the corner, Steve Stone, that had to try to put handcuffs on this guy. You know, hey, everybody. Ah. If you're just joining us here in Wrigley on this fine Saturday afternoon, looking down the third baseline, there's a nice set of nachos right there. Hey, Steve, hey. Well, anyway, back to the action, Harry. Hey, Steve, you ever been laid? Now, now neither is here nor the time. <laughs> Sorry. Jose Vizcaino steps in, batting a cold 187 this year. That's murder in some countries. I think that's where he's from, too. Now, Harry, you know, all right. Vizcaino takes the 0-1. Struck him out. Not even close, Harry, but we'll see how we're doing. Hey, Steve, what do you think about the guy over there in the sunglasses? That looks like a real cocksucker, doesn't he? All right, quick commercial break. Steve Stone's talking to the executive producer. He's like, listen, guys, I can't get a fucking control on this guy. He is so fucking drunk. He doesn't even know he's on the goddamn air, all right? Like, this is fucking serious. How long of a contract does this guy have? Just because he has big fucking glasses and he talks like the uncontrollable racist grandpa, we're going to keep him on the air for this fucking goddamn long? Put me and Tom Brenneman at the mic. Jesus Christ, at least we can talk about fucking baseball once and twice. This guy's out of his fucking mind. He's talking about chick's tits. He said a set of nachos. You saw that chick. Look, she had double Bs. The fuck am I supposed to do? And we're back. Right. Hey, Steve. Uh, Luis Salazar steps in the plate. I'm pretty sure he's batting 1,000 this year. Nope. Not even close, Harry. But, you know, he takes the 0-1. A little bit outside. Rock Cubs win. Rock quick shout-out to uh, Dorothy Lynch all the way in from Champaign, Illinois. Hey, Steve. You ever been to Champaign? No, I've never heard, but he's, I'm not much of a champagne guy. I'm a bad man, uh, he says. Quick commercial break, seventh inning, sixth inning, stretch. I can't fucking do it anymore. I'm, you're going to have to fire me. You're going to have to fire me. I cannot be in charge of Harry fucking Carey anymore. The guy is out of his fucking gourd. Do you not know he's got Alzheimer's? He has no fucking clue where he is. Stop making me do this. The old one to this, he, he just, he's racist. The old one to this guy, you know, batting 187, struck him out. Murder. Just so, you know, I, I just wasn't sure if we gave Harry Carey enough credit on how, I don't know, is, is that twisted badass? Yeah, I think it is. I think it deserves a solid seven seed. I just want to make sure we touched on him just maybe just a little bit more. And, yes, I'm sorry, the impressions are completely fucking whack, but 
you had to be there. It was so entertaining. And as a kid, I didn't appreciate it enough. I wish he was, wish he could redo it. And now he was that guy, so you could appreciate it. How fucking drunk out of his gourd that guy was. It was so great. Anyway, he rounds out the seven seeds, and then we we hit on Sledgehammer, Bear Bryant, Prison Guards, and then I left you with the final six seed, which I told you what it was. It is Icebergs. <laughs> what are you talking about? Friday Night Lights right now? Icebergs? I don't, I don't get it. You know, there's a reason why the Titanic isn't on this list. The ship made of iron. I assure you she can't sing. You know, icebergs never gave a shit about anybody and who they fucking demolished, killed, destroyed, or whatever. An iceberg meant we're going to be around forever. All right? I mean, no matter what ever got in an iceberg's way, you know they just get bigger by the year two. Icebergs don't shrink somehow. You know, like you think ice, it just melts. And you got to understand, folks, that when we get into the six, fives, fours, threes, twos, and ones, do I need to make up shit about what these things really are? Like, nothing's more destructible than an iceberg. A sledgehammer can't even... They're still, they're both six seeds, and I wonder that'd be a pretty good matchup, a sledgehammer versus an iceberg. But an iceberg's not going to give. That's a thick piece of iron, and it fucking took down the Titanic, and it'll take down anything in its past. Path? I mean, 91As. Just look at the previous things and think about can it is it even possible for it to take down an actual iceberg it's you don't think like you don't think badass when you think iceberg you do not think badass but when you really stop and think about it there might not be anything more indestructible than an iceberg two kids having the time of their life on this boat back in the what aughts back in the teens not even the teens back in the 12 Back in 12, just two kids sexing in an old car, and all of a sudden, what was that? You're like, was that George Jones? No, it couldn't have been. He's not even alive yet. Well, it had to be the, the, the 01 Hurricanes? Nope. What the, what the hell just happened? You just hit a fucking iceberg. Anything that hits an iceberg completely just shatters. And then, you know depending on your size, two to four hours later, you know, you're going to be at the bottom of the ocean. Whoa, think about it. That is a feat that nothing else can, can accomplish on this list, I don't think. And it's only a six seed icebergs. There's nothing badass about an iceberg, or is there? I think it's, I might not have it high enough to tell you the truth. That's badass. An iceberg? I wish, I want one in my living room just because, fucking iceberg. We might have to come back to it. But that's the end of Sledgehammer, Bear Bryant, and Iceberg. Those are your six seeds. Let's play the 11s, by the way. And I don't need to tell you about how indestructible the 11 seeds are, too. So, all right, the five seeds. Now, 
now we're just getting almost too much to handle. And I'm going to say this first five seed is a guy. He's in a band that I don't even like. But he's on this list because I don't understand how a man... There's actually <laughs> two guys that are five seeds. Well, I don't know how they're even breathing. And there's a pretty good chance that they're not. But I think Google-wise, they are. The first five seed is Mick Jagger. He's five feet two inches tall. He weighs 101 pounds. He's, I don't know what he did for a living. He was a rock star for some band. Not sure who. Don't really care. Um, I know there's another guy in the band, Keith Richards, who I heard from the grapevine in a rumor that it, Mick Jagger died in 1987, and since then Keith Richards has been been puppeteering him since. Like, dancing him around on stage, because the, obviously the guy died 33 years ago. Because Mick Jagger's 80 years old. Yeah, it's the fucking Rolling Stones, all right? I get it. I get it. 60 plus. They've been, they've been together 60 years. Most people couldn't even pray to live that long. Let alone fucking sing and shoot drugs and snort alcohol and eat whiskey and fucking just inject all sorts of fucking misery into their bodies for 80 years. He started partying when he was four back in the 30s. All right. Mick Jagger. Okay. Well, is that his God-given name? All right, probably not. But we're we're gonna say for for crack and Natty's sake that it's a hundred percent his God-given name. Like his name, his dad Bob Jagger. You know, him and his mom Vicky Jagger were in the delivery room. It's like, oh my God, he's coming. And he weighed. I'm sure he came out weighing like fucking thirteen ounces. You know, half his fucking body weight now. And like, oh my God, what should we name? What's the name of Mick? Just so we we give him a zero percent chance of ever dying, because you don't get named Mick Jagger, and you don't ever leave this earth, because there's no fucking possible way that Mick Jagger will ever die. I guarantee you, Mick Jagger sings at my funeral. Okay. Whatever it is, if if it's not satisfaction or. Beast of Burden or whatever the fuck he wants to sing. Mick Jagger isn't going anywhere. He's a five seed because I just don't get it, all right? Have you ever gone out one night? Now, say you have a couple beers every night, you know? So hold on, you know. Say you like to throw a few back with the boys, with the fellas. Say maybe it gets out of control. Say maybe you have, maybe maybe you, maybe you smoke a couple cigarettes or maybe, maybe take a puff of that marijuana uh, devil's grass there maybe do something like that maybe drink a little too much you know maybe you stay out a little bit too late you wake up the next morning you're like if i died right now say you're 28 years old instead of 38.99 you're like if i keep this up if i ever did this again like i did last night there's no way that i'm going to be alive again take that times 30,000 and that's what mick jagger's done you think he's been in the gym? You think he's drinking protein shakes? You think he's ever had a glass of water? It's not possible. Burgess Meredith played the old man on Grumpy Old Men. And on Grumpy Old Men, in the, the one that he died on, the saddest fucking scene ever, he tells his son, who's 
somehow older than him. He's like, Son, I think God just forgot about me. Oh, heartbreaking, right? He actually might have forgotten about Mick Jagger. He's 80. He's got to be 80. I don't care if he gets up there and just fucking sings Mary Had a Little Lamb for three hours to 80,000 people. You should be on your feet the entire time because, holy crap, some guy older than my great-grandfather. I mean, Mick Jagger was too old to be in World War II. I mean, there's a reason. Yeah, the Rolling Stones sucked. 50 licks, 60 licks, 100 licks, it doesn't matter. This guy is... What do you want? I mean, he deserves to be on this list. has nothing to do with what he... I mean... He rock starred. He's rock starred for 60 years. I've done it for like six weeks, and I think I'm running out. I think I'm running out of gas. But Mick Jagger's like, I just got a foot and not up, son. All right. What? I don't even know what he just said, but all of a sudden I just feel this burst of energy. Like, I think I'm going to be all right. Oh, you ain't got a bloody moke in Satan. Right? What? What did Mick Jagger just say? Was that the best inspirational speech you ever heard in your life? All right. I mean, open oh, do you do and that and this. You wouldn't have brought you white meat, you know. I get it now. I understand it. I under, finally understand what Mick's been saying this whole time. Now I fucking think I might download those 40 licks, Mick. Thank you. Thank you for making me see see the way. It's got to be hard, though. Maybe he did die in 87. I mean, he still would have been old in 87. Isn't that crazy? That's a crazy way to start off the five seeds. I should have gone a different direction. Just wait. So, where do you go from Mick Jagger? <clears throat> I'm going to go back-to-back sports teams that are five seeds. And I think, let me look at my list here. Yeah, they're the last two sports teams on this list. So that means that they're the best, the most badass sports teams of any that I, in my recent memory that I actually know about. I will start, guess what? Believe it or not, we are going to go to the late 80s because that's where everything, these guys were champions. Was I a fan? Don't remember them, didn't care, seen highlights, respect, not a fan, but still, you knew that when you came to their house or even when they came to your house that you were in for an all-out slobber knocker, fucking hell in the cell, ladders, chairs, whips, chains, whistles, yo-yos. Somebody's going to get shot. Somebody's going to get pregnant. Somebody is liable to lose their life whenever the 1989 Detroit Pistons into town. I mean, you've seen it. You've seen the docs, all right? You don't need to look it up. You know who was on the team. You know what they did. You know they were dirty. They were filthy. They hated you. They were they were just raw gangsters, all right? I mean, do you need a, do you really need a rundown who was on that team? I mean, Joe Dumars was like not even you know, Rodman was there. That was right when Rodman was getting started. Just before he even knew what publicity was, 
right? He's like, I did boom, 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 you know, Robin talks. It's just like, you know, it's just like one party coming out of his mouth. It's like you can smell hookers. You know, it's like your teeth smell like hookers, Dennis. Do you really need to be playing basketball tonight? 42 rebounds. No big deal. Isaiah Thomas, he was calm, yet he was also maybe the dirtiest on the team. Do you think there's a reason why Jordan and Thomas hate each other to the day? You think it had to do something to do with the pesky-ass dream team? I don't think so, bro. All right? These guys fucking hate each other because Isaiah Thomas was a dirty motherfucker. All right? And I'm not saying Jordan is Mr. Clean either. Not by any means. But these guys balled hard and crazy, and they hated each other. John Sally? You tell me John Sally isn't a white guy? Nope. Huge black guy. Oh, and don't even get me started. Joe Dumars, I already talked about him. The, you know who the sleepy guy is on this 89 Pistons team? You, you, you don't think it's Bill Lambeer, do you? Bill Lambeer? Bill Lambeer was working at a shirt factory one day when when Coach happened to pop in and be like, hey, do you know how to throw elbows and be a complete psychopath? Bill's like, yeah, I can do that. All, all I need you to do is score like eight points a game, ten rebounds, and oh, take the kneecaps off every single guy that comes within five feet of you. Oh yeah, I can do that. He's like, I got a reach of eighty-five inches. I think we'll be fine. He's like, well, I need you to quit your job here. I'll give you four hundred grand for three years to come to the Detroit Pistons, maybe hoist a title. You know, do no good for anybody. Everybody's gonna hate you. He's like, well, everybody hates me anyway. He's like, all right. Chuck, what was the name of that? Chuck, Chuck somebody. He's he's passed, but the assistant coaches are like, hey, uh, hey coach, I don't want to, <clears throat> I don't want to tell you how to run your team anywhere, but you got a fucking, you got a seven foot guy here that can't even fucking bag groceries, right? And he's playing center for you, and his name's Bill, and he's white, and we're kind of, we're kind of known to be a group of thugs here, and we kind of like an all. Uh, African-American roster, and you've got a guy named Bill Lambeer starting center. Any thoughts on that? He's like, yeah. He's like, just walk, just wait. And then all of a sudden, the tornado that was Bill Lambeer showed up, and everybody started fighting every single game. I didn't care. I don't care if it was November or June. Bill Lambeer was seriously German suplexing somebody. He's the dirtiest one of this whole group. What do you, what do you mean he's the dirtiest one of the whole group? Dennis Rodman's in this group. Nope. Bill Ambeer was the dirtiest player in the game. The dirtiest. And what'd they do? They went to the NBA Finals. And they won. Some winners, some lose. These guys were badasses. Was I a fan? Nope. Did I ever watch them play together? No, I don't fucking remember 89. I was eight years old. All right. I was barely a Bills fan. Not even yet. But watch the highlights. Everybody hated these fuckers. All right? I don't know. And they were good. Man, you combine, you combine sick and talent. Nobody was talented. How'd they score their point? You, 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 you watch the last dance. You see what the Bulls won, 89-84. Really? These are halftime scores these days. But that was real basketball back then, right? Nobody shot a three. 
You shoot a three, Chuck Daly says, Chuck Daly, by the way. You shoot a three, Chuck Daly says, get on the fucking bench. We score twos around there. We score twos and we give brews. That's what we do. Sit the fuck down. Dennis, get in. Coach, nobody else yet. You you on five. They'd still win basketball games. Rick Mahorn. Yeah. He was on the team. You didn't know it, did you? I don't know, man. 89 Pistons. Pistons is kind of a cool nickname, too. Detroit Pistons. Jesus, that's hardcore. I mean, I know it's not cool anymore. But back now, it just sounds kind of cool. Back when, I don't know, Ford Piston. It's kind of cool. So I'll just go to the next uh, sports team. We'll go back to the Pistons all day if you want. You want to talk about icebergs? You want to talk about the 89 Pistons? You want to go 89 Pistons versus icebergs? I don't. Mick Jagger? Mick Jagger, man. That's what I said. He's done. This is a football team. Listen, I don't know why I wasn't born in the 50s so I could understand now in the 80s while everything was so. You think there's a, you, you think like the nothing cool has happened in the last 20 years, badass wise, I don't think. You know, but. There was a football team, a, a professional football team back in the mid-'80s that was kind of a man amongst boys. And just because they were so good doesn't mean that's why they're on the list. They had a flashy quarterback that wore sunglasses even when he played. They had the greatest running back that probably ever walked the fucking earth. They had the sickest defense that nobody could ever score a point on. I mean, really, do you want me to talk about the 85 Bears? I'm going to talk about the 85 Bears, all right? Am I a Bears fan? I'd rather jump out the window, okay? The Bears mean nothing to me. But you got to respect when something like this comes along every once every 100 years. You can hear the kids in the background. They're thinking, are you sure you're not talking about the... 86 Bears? No, it's 85 Bears. What? Uh, Jim McMahon, Sweetness, Walter Payton, The Fridge. They haven't got any fridge on their team, by the way, just in case you're wondering. Oh, and what do you – you know what? They, they were blowing teams out so bad. Coach, assistant coach, we'll just call him, I don't know, dickhead. What's going on out there? Anyway. Coach Dickhead talks to Coach Dicka. He's like, hey, Coach, I don't know if you looked at the scoreboard, but it's 49 nothing again. I got an idea, and it might fucking blow the roof off your head. It might blow the fucking hairs out of your mustache. What do you think about putting the fridge in at tailback? Give him a run for his money. Oh, it's hard to concentrate. Anyway, they gave Fridge the ball. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Coach Ditka. What the fuck are you going to do next, huh? You got Mike Singletary out here playing with fucking... Playing with one arm tied behind his back. You got Jim McMahon fucking posing for fucking Playboy every other play. And you're still up 35-3. to three. You know the Bears gave up nine points in 86, all right? 
Now we got to indulge. Fuck them. All right? You know they played the Super Bowl? The Patriots. Oh, my God. The Dynasty Patriots? No, fucking shit-ass East. Nobody good in the AFC back in the 80s. Patriots. It was the Bears and the Niners, and the AFCE was so trash. See, Corbin hates it. He can't stand it. You really don't have to talk about the 85 Bears that much. <clears throat> Especially. They're, are they up there with the best uh, NFL team of all time? <sighs> as badass as it goes? Yeah, of course, they're number one when, it, when it's badass. The, the Super Bowl shuffle? I'll bet you, as uncomfortable as it is to watch today, that was probably the coolest thing ever to watch right around February 86, I'm guessing. That was probably the coolest thing on the television. Didn't have the internet back then. But 85 Bears, and that's that. Oh, we got one more 5C. <laughs> 85 Bears, 89 Pistons. Who's left? Oh, we come to the first of two. Yeah, there's two. All-star wrestlers on the list. Now, I want you to guess. Off the top of your head, I've got two. There's one that's still coming up. Who could possibly WWF wrestlers? Why would they be? We're at five seats here. Who could you possibly be talking about? One? It might be. Wait, you don't think I'm talking about Hulk Hogan, do you? Nope, he's not on the list. Sorry, didn't make it. I'm talking about a guy who peaked when he was in his early 40s, who came from nowhere, then rose up to absolute stardom when he was around five years older than me right now. This profiling, jet flying, limo riding, jet cruise, so this, that, woo! You know what I'm talking about, right? Ric Flair is everything that is anything that has to do with badass. You know what? You know what the notes I made on Ric Flair was? I'm writing it down right now. Absolutely. The guy did everything. 18-time world champ. Not that that matters. I know it's a phony fucking trophy for phony outcomes and all that. The guy partied from when he woke up until never, because he never went to bed. They did a 30 for 30 on him. You know all about him. The worst father ever. I'm not saying that makes you a badass. I'm just saying the guy didn't give a damn. Like everybody else on this this list about anything. Didn't give a damn. Ric Flair, I think he did like, you can tell he was never ripped. Because all he did was drink. He, 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 there was nothing dramatic about him. He just did what he wanted to do all the time. Sorry, I could have gotten those. What was I? Oh, Rick? They just, uh, one nonstop party after another. Rick Flair. And he is, now he's in his 70s. I think he's finally actually done wrestling. And uh, absolutely nothing. Rick Flair. 
limo riding, jet flying, styling, profiling, woo, the guy. He's as badass as it gets. Yes, and I know there's another wrestler on this list. I know there is. And you've got to know who it is just because there's nobody better. There's nobody better. But it doesn't matter. We'll get to it when we get to it. So the five seeds. All right. Mick Jagger, 89 Pistons, 85 Bears, Ric Flair, four seeds. God, it's so hard to transition from one seed to another. I told you back in the 15 seeds that there were no Joes on this list after Joe Dippy. Now, hold on. And I remember I remember when I was making this list and then thinking of people I wanted on it. This is like the second or third guy. Ooh, this is like the second or third guy that, that I came up with. And I don't know. I'm not saying smoking's cool, all right? I'm not endorsing it. I'm not saying that you should do it. But back in the day, and I'm not even going to say that it was the 80s, even though it was because everything that was everything happened in the 80s. There was a dude <laughs> wearing a jacket that came out sporting a brand of cigarettes. <laughs> and there was nothing cooler. Do you remember Joe Camel? <laughs> that just sounds fucking ridiculous now. <laughs> to be a four seed? Joe Camel put smoking on the map. And I'm not going to say that this is the last we're going to hear about smoking because let me check. Yeah, it's not. But Joe Camel was cool. It was a goddamn camel. It was it was an animal that lived in the desert that decided, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to go against the grain. I'm not going to be like all my other buddies. I'm going to hop up on my two legs. I'm going to put on a jacket, a sporting jacket, a leather jacket, and I'm going to smoke cigarettes. As dehydrated as that guy might have been, he still found a way to fucking smoke. Joe Camel, that guy's just cool. We can run through these as fast as you want, if you'd like. I don't know how much time you need me to spend on the four through the one seeds. I can get through them. I'm going to get through them. 24 minutes, do that standing on my head. All right. And if I have to come back to them in the, in the, in when we actually play the rounds, I'll come back to them. That's not a big deal. <clears throat> but Joe Camel, does he deserve to be a kid looking back on it? Absolutely not. But it's where he is, and that's where he's going to stay. What what do you what else do you want me to say about Joe Camel, Joe Smooth? I said there would be no Joes after Joe Diffie, and I forgot about lonely Joe Camel down here. I'm, I'm sticking by it. That's badass. Joe Camel is completely badass. I got on a uh, a camel camel kick in a while. Camel hoof. They're not bad. They're not good, but Joe Camel's cool as shit. Is this our first? No, we had uh, the next four seed is an actor. And I think, well, 
I don't have a list of everything he's been in because I just think of one role that he played. Everything he's been in has been award-winning because he is, a, I mean, he is the definition of a badass when it comes to actors. He's the coolest. He's the smoothest. Everything he does is completely perfect. Even when he's a bad guy, he could be the, a crooked cop or he could be the coach of a high school football team. He could be looking for his daughter. He could be wondering this and that. He'd be giving a, his heart to his son, something like that. It doesn't matter. Any role that Denzel Washington plays in, yeah, I'm going there. Any role, anything that Denzel Washington does is above and beyond what this tournament is all about, all right? I'm going to slow it down for a little bit. I'm going to get a little sentimental, if you don't mind. This guy is... No, we're not going to get sentimental, by the way. But this guy... You know I'm, th- you know I'm talking about training day, all right? You want to go to jail or do you want to go home? Man, that's cool. I don't know. If if I was Ethan Hawke in training day, I'd have to pick my jaw up off the ground. And this uh, this young prick is just trying to be a good cop. Screw that. Whatever Washington, whatever Whatever Denzel tells you to do... You would do it be like, all right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to go in here. We don't have a warrant. We've got a Chinese food rep menu. We're going to tell them that it's a warrant. We're going to take a couple hundred thousand dollars off these guys. Then we're going to do some crack. We're going to smoke some rock. And then we're going to go here. We're going to screw some broads. And then we're going to go over to the southern side of town where they don't like us very much. We're going to get shot at, and there's going to be some Mexicans to try to have sex with you in your butt, but we're going to get out of it. Then you're going to try to kill me a little bit, but then you're going to respect me. Then we're going to go do some more drugs, and then we're going to go screw some more women, and you're not going to respect me at the end of the day, but by God, do you think that you can go along with all these things that we're going to do in one single training day? I'd be like, well, to tell you the truth, uh, Mr. Washington, yeah, I think I can, can, I think I can do all those things. You had me at uh, go to jail or go home. So, yeah, let's do it. That's just one movie. The guy's been in everything. Have you ever seen the movie Flight, by the way? 2013, I believe. He's a pilot that just gets absolutely with it and then can just fly a plane upside down whenever he wants just for fun. That's based on a true story. Did you know that? It's not based on a true story, by the way. Just go with it. Absolute true story. Guy gets on the plane, takes, gets up, does about 20 rails of coke, drinks all the vodka on the plane, Gets up in the air, says there's an engine malfunction, talks to the co-pilot author. He's like, hey, I'm going to do a little tailspin like they do in the Navy with those little planes. Co-pilot's like, you know what? You're Denzel. Just go with it. Starts barrel rolling the plane. Lands it upside down. Barely anybody dies. Gets in little to no trouble. Boom. End of the movie. Best picture. Oscars. That's how it goes. That's how every movie goes that Denzel is in. Want to coach a football team? Boom. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to place it in the 60s where everybody hates your guts. Going to call you Coach Boone that rhymes with a racial slur. Everybody's going to get it, which is going to fuel your fire to go 9-0 and and win the state championship on a reverse that nobody saw coming. Boom. Best picture. What else you got? We're going to put you in Civil War. Boom. Best picture. I don't know. We're going to call you John Q and give your heart to your kid. Boom, best picture, best actor. The guy's got 
more best picture actors, best 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 actor Oscars than anybody in the world. I think he only has one, but he should have all of them. There's a Washington, absolute badass, needs no introduction. Any movie he's ever been in, completely awesome. Whether it's out of time, out of cash, out of anything, all that, Denzel, boom. If he wasn't in a movie, he should have been in it. Denzel. That's pretty good, right? Ooh. But if you talk about this next guy, the first thing you'd say is, man, I would not like to follow Denzel Washington unless... I think there's only one guy. He's a baseball player, by the way. Guess what? He wasn't in the 80s. Believe it or not, he was not in the 80s. But if there's one guy who could wipe his cleats with Denzel and be like, that cat's got nothing on anything that I ever even attempted to do in my illustrious career, it'd probably be George Herman Ruth, wouldn't it? Babe? Babe Ruth? We're talking four seeds here, not ultimate one seeds. Do you do you remember anything about Babe Ruth that you didn't see in the movies? Because I don't. I'm going by everything that I saw in the movies, and I believe everything I see in the movies. All right? Babe Ruth was... Well, that's it. I don't have to say anything about Babe Ruth. All that guy did was... He was not even a human being. What did he play in the 20s? Maybe even the 30s? No, I don't think he made it into the 30s. I don't know if he made it in his life into his 30s. I have no clue. But I unplugged my headphones talking about, God damn it. Anyway, yeah. Babe Ruth hit 60 homers when nobody was hitting homers. All right. What is this shit? I told you don't text me during the show. I'm talking about the babe. How could you? Yeah, I get it. Calling his shot. Do you know he once hit an inside the park home run while the ball was still in the air, right? Watch the movie. It's true. It's real. 60 homers. That was in, they played like 16 games back when the babe was doing that. All right. There might not be no greater superstar, athlete, anything of all time than Babe Ruth. And this is, there's no footage of any of this. It's all hearsay. It's like talking about the Bible. Are we making it up? I don't know. Probably. Maybe not. Calling a shot. I already was just putting some chick with a huge rack in left field. Yeah, but he called a shot and he hit a dinger for some kid. The guy was an all-around, got sold for about 125 grand to the Red Sox. The Red Sox sold him to the Yankees or some bullshit that started some bullshit curse because the fucking Red Sox sucked at baseball for 100 years. No. That has nothing to do with it. Babe Ruth got a candy bar named after him? Name one other baseball player that got a candy bar named after him. Mark McGuire got steroids named after him which is cool, but it's now candy bar. Just get drunk, pitch nine innings, back to back to back. I mean, Cy Young was even like, who the fuck is this guy? Jesus fucking Christ. This guy's fucking 
five foot ten, two hundred and eighty pounds, keeps pitching back to back no hitters. They named the goddamn biggest award in the world after me. They're up in heaven talking about it. It's like, Jesus fucking Christ, babe, what were you doing back then? He's like, I don't know. I wasn't eating sushi, that's for sure. No. Ask Jimmy Fox. Struck him out fucking 12 times in a row. Babe Ruth, get out of town. Best baseball player ever? Fuck, I don't know. He was a fat slob. No way. I'm guessing anybody who weighed over... I mean, he was the only guy in the 20s that weighed over 178 pounds. So he could swing a bat harder than anybody else. Just pick kids up on his shoulders, smoke cigars, be inappropriate with women. All of a sudden, now he doesn't sound like such a good guy. Maybe I should knock him down to an eight seed, replace him with bull riders. Hell, I don't know. He's some sort of badass, though. Didn't fucking John Goodman play him? That's awesome right there. John Goodman never made any mistakes in his life, so obviously he wouldn't take the role if he didn't know that Babe Ruth was fucking the greatest. It doesn't take a whole lot of me telling you that Babe Ruth is a four seed. Does it or does it? Wait a minute. Tell me more about Babe Ruth. What was his lifetime batting average? I don't know. Go fuck yourself. That's what his lifetime batting average was. How many career home runs? I don't know. A thousand. But he hit, a, he hit a ball so high, he rounded the bases, and then when he got to home, it landed. This isn't a tall tale. I'm not talking about Paul Bunyan, all right? Babe Ruth actually did this. All right, twice, I'll bet. How, how, how's there any proof anything happened in the 20s? I don't know. How old was Babe Ruth when he died? I don't know. I don't have these kind of stats. All right? I'm, not, I'm not a statistician. All right? I'm not a math whiz. I know, I'm sure he lived well into his... Late 20s. I don't know. Can't ask me these kind of questions. But is he on the list? Yes. Is he a four seed? Yes. Who has to follow him? Something just totally different. All right. So can we move on? 13 minutes to get through the rest of these. Oh, man. We're not going to do it, are we? Fuck. I'm not trying to drag this out. I think actually this next thing that I'm about to mention, if you think about all around, is probably the most badass thing maybe on the list. Maybe, maybe not. Um, When shit gets really bad, like say, like there's a big drug bust or there's a big, maybe somebody's holding somebody hostage and nobody knows what to do. What's the last thing, the last resort that you call on when you know they're going to get the job done and you know there's like seven or eight of them? that are just completely fully trained at what they do. And when they show up, everything's going to be okay. People are going to lose their lives. Shit's going to get fucking twisted. But when they show up, when they call for them, it's like, finally, here they come. Here comes the SWAT team. That's the last four seed. It's a SWAT team. There's nothing funny about it. All right. Why don't they just call these guys in for everything? Like, you watch all these videos on the internet of these Karens getting upset at Starbucks. Don't call the cops. Just be like, you know what? 912 is the SWAT team. Nobody calls 911 anymore. Call 912 and we'll bring eight of the sickest motherfuckers in the world to where you're at and just batter everyone you to death. 
the SWAT team, nothing's, you've never heard anything end bad when it goes, and then the SWAT team showed up, and that's the end of the news story. Well, we tried, we tried the key negotiator, and then we tried the chief of police, and everybody started dicking around, and nobody got anything in there. And finally, after 14 hours of non-negotiation, nobody complied. We brought up the SWAT team, and everybody died, and justice was served because of the SWAT team. All right? So I figured if somebody complains about gas being too high or somebody's coffee was too hot at Casey's, instead of listening to them, bitch, call 912, and here comes the SWAT team with the battery ram, and I guarantee you none of this bullshit happens anymore. Like, hey, we can do this the easy way or the hard way, and they're both 912. If you really want to go there, I guarantee you everybody goes home a happy Nobody wants to know what you call in their ass. And I'm making it up and I invented it and it should be a thing. 912, what's your emergency? Well, I don't know. There's 30 people in the drive-thru and our machines are down and everybody's getting out of control. All right, we'll be there in a minute. Bring the army tank, bring the battery ram, clean those guys out in about 15 seconds, and we start all over. Everything go to your what you thought? Yeah, everything's fine. Thank you. SWAT team. Should be a number one, but it's not. What else can I say? SWAT. You know what it stands for? I sure as fuck don't. Southwest Army Team. See? I don't know where they came from, but they got the goods. Oh, man. You know, you look at the first three seed and you just wonder what you were thinking when you put together this list. It's almost like you wish that nine minutes and 43 seconds said zero. Not sure how I'm gonna explain. <laughs> the three seeds of continent. <laughs> I don't know why. What? I, I, all right, listen. You think that I've got some illustrious way? Usually I'm pretty good. Yeah, I get it. Maybe it should be a one seed, though. Down under? The first three seeds, Australia. I've never been there, and I don't know shit about it, but I got a feeling that it's the most badass place you could ever be in your entire life. First of all, I think it's a continent or a country or something like that. It's the land down under. Listen, I've memorized every Crocodile Dundee movie, and I think... This has a lot to do with it. I just think there's a whole different breed of what's going on in the world down there. And when I say down there, I literally think it's below ground. So I don't know exactly where Australia is or how you even get there. But I think they're doing things way different, way crazier. And I got a feeling everything is A-OK down there. Now, I'm not about to get into one, some stupid Australian accent that nobody gets. You already did. You already got my big Jagger, all right? And I think my Australian one's going to sound a little bit identical to that. So I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know if I want to do it, mate, all right? Because I know I think I'm back in Europe. Can't do it. Don't do impressions, all right? The Crocodile Hunter, that guy was cool, all right? But a little too cool. Crocodile Dundee. Nobody cooler. Paul Hogan. Paul Hogan should be on this list. He's 80. I know that for a fact. Look it up. I did earlier. Two weeks ago. He could be 81 by now. 
besides the toilets fucking even flushing in the wrong direction, how much centrifugal force does it take for one continent to have their whole water stream to go the exact opposite way as yours? I don't even get that. I can't even process that, let alone make the world shit. You think anybody drinks Foster's on a certain? No, it's a fucking joke, all right? They make it in a huge 25-ounce can, and we drank it because that's what you do. Was it was it good? No, it was freaking awful. But that's what they did in Australia because you want to be like that, all right? Australia is cool, and I don't have a clue why. And I can't even look at the rest of the things on this list and even wonder why they're even on this list, let alone Australia. But I think it's badass for a reason, all right, mate? Good, eh? I'd give anything to walk up to a guy we're working for the first thing and say good day. Like, what the fuck did you just say to me? I was like, nothing. I said, good day. How are you? He's like, no, good day. I thought you said good day for a second. What are you, a badass? I'm like, no, sir, I'm not a badass. I was just trying to be cool for a second. That's what I thought, mate. Say to call somebody mate? God damn it. That might be the only reason why they're a three seed, just to call people mate and say good day. Do they even do that down there? I don't know. I've never been there. The closest I've been to fucking Australia is Panama Beach, all right? Not even close. Fort Lauderdale, give me a break. But I got a feeling. I got a feeling something good's going on down there. Don't you think you should bring something more than beer? He's like, I don't need beer. I've got a dunk. What's that? I've got a dunk. Dunk. And he hits. Game over. That's the reason why Australia is a three seed, because of dunk. All right? Don't know what I'm talking about? Never seen Crocodile Dundee? Then you got no reason to listen to this show ever, because you just don't get it. All right? There's a biblical figure on my list who's a two seed that I just found out that I forgot about, and I have no clue how I'm going to back up on this list. I have no freaking clue. But Australia is the first three seed, and the second seed I talked about a little bit last week, I think, saying that there were no motors or anything cool because that's not badass. Well, it's through first, second, three-seed, it, it, it's got a motor, and it's pretty fucking sweet. And it has something to do with the business that I'm in, actually. Tree business. But I've never used one before because I don't qualify for anything top five badass. All right? I've never used a log splitter. Do you know what a log splitter does? I don't know. Anything in the world that you need it to? you got to think outside the box here. Yeah, it splits wood. Big deal. That thing can split anything. There's no reason why I need to sit here and explain why a log splitter. Like, do you have any idea, like, back in the day, with the shit and the trouble they had to go through to get wood that they could burn and get it cut in half with fucking, I don't know, their bare hands and tried to make wood burn, and then all of a sudden, like, let's just call it, I don't know, the 60s, somebody's like, well, hell, if we put a motor in this thing and put a big axe on this thing instead of swinging the fucking thing, we can just run it right through it. We'll call it a log splitter. I'm in. A log splitter? That's a sexual term, too. I don't think you knew that. We'll get into that later, but I'm telling you, from here on out, all I need to do is just tell you what they are instead of trying to explain why a log splitter is a three seed, why Australia is a three seed. Do you really need to know? 
why the three and a half minutes I can get to the rest of them if you want me to. The next three seed is Texas. It's the state of Texas. You know why it's on this list? It's tech. I'm I'm not making shit up anymore. It says three Australia, three Log Splitter, three Texas. Three minutes to go on the show. Three Texas. It says don't mess with Texas when you cross the border. That's one out of every fifty states that says that in the United States. It doesn't say home of Arbor Day or welcome to the good life or be nice or be kind. It says as you're crossing this border, if you choose to fuck with us, you will get fucked with back. And it's been that way forever. Like, no matter who's in charge of this country or who's ever, nobody's ever changed the fact that you don't mess with Texas. George W. Bush clearly stated in his inauguration speech, he's like, I've got a couple rules that we're going to go by. He's like, I'm going to work for you 24-7. That's 24 hours a week. Seven months a year. That's rule number one. And rule number two is don't mess with Texas. That was his only that was his only guidelines. Come on guys. It's getting late. Is this the best show ever? No, it was the worst fucking show ever, right? I needed to get it out of the way because I'm getting down to these last seeds and I don't know, I thought I'd try it Friday night and I it was I don't think there's any big highlights from it. I'm not, there's a still another three seed. Oh my God! I thought I was getting just say the twos and ones. And we'll find out who's the most badass. Maybe get a little bit of a roundtable discussion. Australia, log splitter, Texas. The last three seed is a stick of dynamite. I could just pause for one minute. Until the show runs out. Then do I need to explain why a stick of dynamite is the number three seed? Have we completely gone off our rocker here? We've gone from Craig Stadler to a stick of dynamite. There isn't a whole lot of things you cannot do with a stick of dynamite. Like, it's minimally, it's like going fishing to maximally like blowing up the east end of your town. And it's just a small stick. There's so much packed in that little baby, poor, cute little red stick of dynamite. It's explosive. I think I got a little bit morbid on these last because, man. All right. Now, the rest of them are right. I'm, I, I don't know how I'm going to explain the two seeds at all. But. I think my dad might have been a little listening tonight, and that's scary shit, okay? So, stick it down, right? We, I mean, we can touch on it in the next, the beginning of the next show, but then we got the twos. There's a biblical figure in the twos. There's also a wrestler in the twos. There's something that doesn't belong on the list in the twos. Something I can't explain in the twos. And then the ones that are 